hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by Hey, True North Racing, let's go Alright, what's up everyone and welcome back to a new week of the True North the Racing Podcast. I'm your host, John Morrison. Joining me as always is our amazing co-host, Megan Mitchell. Megan, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you, John? I'm doing all right. How was, uh, it's weird. We're recording on a Monday. Yeah. Um, I- I'm sure you last night probably felt really weird for you. It did. <laughs> so uh, to give everyone a little bit of background here, this week on Wednesday is my oldest son's ninth birthday. And uh, so this past weekend we had a well, here's a little fun tidbit we were supposed to uh i scheduled this that we were recording tonight on monday instead of our usual sunday and that is because uh i was supposed to have the kids well um well so uh, when i have the kids well it's eight o'clock when we start recording so and we by the time we're done we're usually done 10 30 11 o'clock at night so they would be sleeping that'd be rude (laughs) of me (laughs) Just a little bit. Anyways, uh, so we moved it to Monday night this week, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit. We're going to, of course, always have our uh, open dialogue here, discussion we'd like to go through. Um, this past weekend was weird because neither one of us hit a racetrack. Actually, that's a lie. That is a lie. Say, uh, I still got it. <laughs> I still got it. Um, in in the two and a half years Jacqueline and myself have been over two and a half years, Jacqueline and I have been together. I've never taken her go go karting. Really? Well, with the pandemic and everything, That's we weren't true. sure when stuff was open, and yeah, it, I wanted to take her to the four hundred one mini Indy down here in Toronto. Uh, love this track, love the carts, great racing. So. Yeah, we headed out there. Um, it it's it, it was a good, it was a great track. I still love it. Um, I I do have a funny story. <laughs> um, so as everyone knows, my helmet that sits over the top right of my shoulder. Uh, for anyone who had never heard it before, I won that in in a uh raffle from Grisel Racing Products back in 2020. I think it was 2020, maybe 2021. Anyways, uh, one in a raffle, went down, picked it up, and it's been kind of like a decoration for <laughs> for the show ever <laughs> since. Well, Thursday night was my first time I ever got to wear it on track. Now, here's the funny story. I go up. I pay for Jacqueline and Hyde's. We only race 10 laps, and that is because uh, you buy three. It's three. It's three. Uh, it's $3 a lap. So we I spent 60 bucks on the two of us to go go-karting. And it's a long track. It's not a short circuit. Short circuit. It's a big track. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you got to pay each lap. Yeah. So it's, it's, oh. it, you have to slow down your momentum. Yeah. To go back, essentially back into pit lane. It's a continue. So like if we were going, we couldn't do it. They would mm-hmm. literally have to move all the all the slow carts. From the, from the one side over to like 
this single area, get them out of the circuit completely, and we'd have to race through there. That's the only, only way I could see it working for someone, so people like us. Um, if we were to like rent it out for a day and have to like use it all, yeah. Um, but the funny part was, is so they're, I was like, can I use my own helmet? They're like, is it DOT? I'm like, yeah, it's now rated, like it's it equals out. I'm like, okay, so I go out there, they're like, can you turn around, please? I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like, oh, it's not DOT, we can't allow that. I'm like, excuse me. I'm like it's Snell, like it's it's certified, like literally a racing helmet. It's, it's a racing helmet, like it's <laughs> race quip. Like it's like I gotta talk to my manager. I'm like, okay. So he, oh the manager comes over. He's like, is it DOT? I'm like, it's Snell, like it's it's a racing helmet. It's for racing. He's like, I'm sorry, we can't allow that. It's not DOT. So I'm like, all right. So I walk back in. I wasn't even being a dick. I I, I walk back in. I was like, hey, do you mind if I grab a hairnet? And the lady behind the counter is like, sure. And I'm like, they won't let me use my helmet. And she goes, what? So I <laughs> set my helmet on the counter. And she's like, she sees it, sees that it's a race helmet. And she's like, is it Snell rated? I was like, absolutely. And I'm like, it's Snell rated 2020. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's allowed. And then she walks out and comes oh. over there. And I just set down the hair next. I knew I wasn't going to need it. <laughs> and he, And she's like, yeah, Snell and DOT are allowed. Like da, 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 da. I'm like, he walks by. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I'm like, dude, it's all good. It's yeah. I'm like, I wasn't trying to cause anything. I was just literally just like, I was literally, like- I was fine with it. I was fine with it, but I got to use that helmet finally. Uh, I gotta say this. They, they, the circuit needs a little bit of work. So it's, it's a touch bumpy. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, the visor just cracked on it. Yeah. Um, I hit a bound a, a bump a certain way. <gasps> the visor shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, so here I am, like going through like it's a it, so you go up a hill. So as I'm going up this hill to cross this bridge, I'm like trying. Oh my god! Trying to flick it back open just to get the crack in, just to oh yeah. But it it was a lot of fun. Jacqueline had a lot of fun. I want to say I would beat her by a lap, but that's false. <laughs> but I did have an issue because you do pay by the ticket. So each lap, you got to stop, give him a ticket. Well, my pocket, I'm a big boy. I'm not a small guy. So like pocket was like the, the ticket was lodged in my pocket. So I'm like, hey, man, like I got like nine more tickets. I'm like, can I just hop out? And he's like, yeah, just pull up there. I'm like, OK. So I go up. I I hop out. The guy comes and like, hey, is everything? I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I just. My tickets were in my pocket. And he's like, oh, did my no one tell you there's a pocket right here on the cart? Oh and they ha- literally have a pocket to the left side of you that's riveted. So and it just has this little opening. So you can literally drop your tickets in and pull out as you need them. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no one showed me that. He's like, all right, give me a ticket and go on your way. I'm like, all right. So I put mm-hmm. the rest of the tickets there. Um, well, Jacqueline passed me at this point because of how long it took me. And she's like, Afterwards, I, we joked about it. But anyways, I caught back up to her in two laps. And then we were talking about afterwards that she just got the confidence to make a pass. <laughs> and I was going to be a dick and pass him on the high side, but I forgot where I was on the track. And I went to the low side, not the high side. Because I knew that I knew Jacqueline may not see me, but and the person in front of her may not see me. So I was going to make it easier and go to the high side. Well, here goes. I see Jacqueline just start wiggling over this way, and she's 
I could see she's getting the confidence to pass her, the passive person in front of her. <clears throat> and then, of course, me, I'm just like, excuse me, coming through. <laughs> just send it right in. Yeah. I'm like, I was just like, I just got the confidence to pass. And then you pass me. <laughs> like, racers got a race. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you're not first, you're last. Like, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. I, but I know you were upset. We didn't invite you guys. I I, I took a Snapchat picture, sent it, sent just put it on my story. And then here's Megan. Just didn't invite us. Are we? Are you too good for us now? Like, <laughs> like no, Megan. It's two hours away from you guys. <laughs> they don't have lights, so they close at like eight o'clock. I, I didn't think y'all were gonna make it, so. We gotta plan some though, cause like nobody will to. go with me. I'm just too. I'll go. To... I got no issues. So I turn into a jerk, <laughs> unless it's well. It doesn't matter where I am. Cameron's I end up taking too seriously. Sorry. <laughs> or not Cameron's. Um. Well, I do, but the indoor one in Hamilton. Yeah. But we went to one in like. Outside of Niagara Falls a few years ago, and it was that same thing where you got to slow down. Yeah. And but they took like a clothespin and clipped it to the back wing on the go kart. <laughs> so it's like I'm sitting there pulling up, and I like I wouldn't come to a full stop. I'm making this guy like chase me to <laughs> like <laughs> clip it while I'm still going. I'm like, come on, man, hurry up! <laughs> like I got people to beat. Let's exactly. go. Exactly. Like I, I take it too serious. I had oh, friends I feel that. stop going with me because I take it too serious. I, I don't know what it is, but like once that helmet goes on and I'm buckled in, it's like in the visor at least like is like, you know, the cracked. It's mm-hmm. like something changes. Big time. And you're just like it, it's like you can be soft spoken, well mannered. Like how we are right now, just like having fun, having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But like, if you and I guarantee get on the racetrack together, even on a go kart track, that visor goes down. Game on. One of us is getting spun out. Hundred percent. And it's not going to be me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> just kidding. I'm pretty good at spinning. <laughs> I do agree. We need to get a, a night out for all of us and go go karting. Oh, we do. And and I need to take my GoPro and make a series out of it. Yes. <laughs> I think <laughs> ride along with John <laughs> as he races against actual race car drivers. <laughs> oh oh man. I had a friend like egg me on because we were going go-karting years ago and he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm like, you wanna bet? <laughs> I'm like, don't <laughs> don't play that game with me. So I went out there and I there was like just a small little wall, but I put them up and over the wall. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm not playing games. We we need to find out how much it would take to rent it out for a night. Yeah. And then all of us just like get a group of us, bill it 50-50, just 50, you know, half of whatever it is, mm-hmm. get it all sorted out. And then all of us just go go-kart. And I feel like if we put on a proper like put put certain people in heat races like drivers in a driver heat race certain like have a you, setup 
you can do it at Hamilton Indoor Go-Karts. Like, you can get different packages Yeah. where you're doing, like, full-blown races. And, like, I That's believe what we they need. do qualifying and stuff. Like, there's a bunch of different ones, but we did it the one time a few years ago with some of the pure stock drivers. Oh, my God. I, I think that's what we need to do with the Wild. Joe Media drivers. Yeah. Like, Now... Chase. Oh, God. I still, I still have a picture. Chase technically has a feature win because he won that night and he took home the trophy. Well, congratulations, Chase. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I think I think it would be great. Um, like there's a bunch of people who would go. Like mm hmm. Cam Thompson will go. Alex Stewart would go. Um, we know Caitlin and Dale would probably go. Jacqueline and myself will go. Um, To get Scott to go too, because I've talked to him about. Scott would go. Man, if we put it out there, it could turn into a full blown event. Oh yeah. Like, I I think we could have a lot of fun with that, and someone is probably going to go to end up in the hospital that night. Probably. Now, depending on who it is, you never know. But, um, It's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair game. We don't own the carts. It's all good. Uh. But yeah, it was it was. I had a great weekend. Uh, how about you? I I I just switched it up there. That was really bad segue. Uh, yeah, let's just talk about go karts. That would be fun. Anyways, how was your weekend? Mine was pretty good. Didn't do a whole lot. No racing or nothing like that, but kind of hung out and Sunday I really didn't do anything. Yeah, not like we recorded the show. I mean, No, literally that's a I'm like sitting there at Rachel's house for quite a while and I someone said to me like, Aren't you supposed to be recording the podcast right now? I'm like, no. <laughs> not tonight. And that was the thing, too, is because this guest was at sunset this weekend. And that's also why I moved it to Monday was because it Yeah. was velocity this past weekend. And I mean, sunset is oh, actually they're they're trying to figure out a rain date. Yeah. So hopefully they'll figure something out soon. Uh, man, we're not, we're almost at the end of the race season. We literally have three weeks of racing left. Yeah. Like we have championship night this weekend, which in, which by the way, has to be the biggest, you know, championship weekend In almost all of racing. Because Saturday night we crowned the Pure Stock, the Mini Stock, the CVM at Flamborough. Mm hmm Friday night, Delaware crowns their Bone Stock champion, as well as the Quick Wit Super Stock champion. Then Saturday at Delaware, the EPC rounds out their 2022 season. And then Sunday, the NASCAR Pinty series Yeah. goes off. And I, first of all, I have to give a big congratulations shout out to Delaware Speedway uh, champion Ray Morneau, as he will be making his first career NASCAR Pinty series start next Sunday. So, congratulations, Ray. Um, su super proud of the guy. He's been on the show before. Mm -hmm.
talked to him. Super nice guy. Super great kid. Like he's phenomenal driver. Mm-hmm. And man, so proud of him. Like, man, he's 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 gonna do so well. I really hope like hopefully we see him in a Pindy's car full time soon. But I'm super proud mm-hmm. of the kid. He did a great job this year. So congratulations, Ray, on your on your championship for the Pro Lates at, Fl- at Delaware Speedway. Really cool. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, we're and then of course after after next weekend, we got Frosttoberfest, and then after Frosttoberfest, we got Autumn Colors, mm-hmm. and after Autumn Colors, we're done. Racing yeah. in Ontario is done on asphalt and dirt. It's I'm not ready for its end. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for its end for the year? To a degree. <laughs> I just get stressed out at the end of the year. Yeah. It, I don't know. Like you know even, what? it's like even though we're not in contentions for anything, it gets very heated. Oh, for sure. Because everyone's trying I, to battle for those last few points. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want any I don't want our car to be caught up in anything, so well, I think the Pure Stock Championship at Flamborough is basically. I think Reese has got it in the bag at this point. Like, I think we figured out that if the only way she wouldn't get it is if something happened, and I don't think anything's gonna happen. And she like, I think she's got it in the bag. So we will see. Hopefully that takes away a little bit of tension absolutely you know you, you never know what's gonna happen because mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna bring it up here in a second here to see where we're at with points because i think even on the cvm sides i believe um uh tj marshall just has to start at least the night mm-hmm. and uh he'll be crowned the uh the champion for this year uh, barring any like big, big mishaps or anything, mm-hmm. I think he'll be he'll be a, a champion once again this year. I'm trying to bring it up here, come on! I can't even. Oh, there it is. I think it's about the same for mini stocks too. At this point, I think Mercer's got it. Yeah, because I saw uh, Coleman. Is my Coleman? Oh boy, I've, uh, if I'm messing Mike up the Thompson. name here, Mike Thompson. Thank you, Mike Thompson. <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> what was I thinking? Isn't there a Mike Coleman that races like TQ Midgets or something? There, there is a Coleman that does that as well. Good God, what? Oh brother, I don't even know what the heck. Sorry, I don't even know what the heck just happened. I just got to like <laughs> my phone. Like I'm waiting on our guest to just like let us know like he's gonna be here soon. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my phone just started buzzing in my hand. And it's like Jacqueline sending me pictures, and it's just like, I'm like, what the frost is going on here? Uh, so yeah, looking at here for the pure stocks, I think barring any 
if if we get a big field and something happens, then Reese I think would be in trouble. Mm-hmm. But she's got almost a thirty point lead over Kyle. Uh, and Cameron Thompson is three points behind Kyle. So that mm-hmm. the really see the battle is for second here. Yeah. So that's gonna be that that should be interesting. Uh, let's go check out the mini stocks. The mini stocks, uh, yeah, Mercer's got it in the bag because <laughs> uh, there's no catching him. Yeah, Mike Thompson is is 90, 80, 78 points behind uh, Mercer, and then Caitlin's sitting there in third with fourteen eighty eight. So, uh, realistically, pretty much the champions are all crowned for. Um. Because the super stocks and mini stocks or uh, super stocks and pro late models, they captured, they completed their season on the tenth. Um, who were the champions, anyways? I feel bad now. I believe Lane Sardo was one. So Mark Burbridge got the, uh, gr- uh, the Grisdale pro late models, and I believe Lane got the super stocks. If he didn't, I'd be surprised. Yep, Lane. Mm-hmm. Lane got the super stocks. So. There's your uh, 2022 champions there at Flambro. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I don't want the season to end. Mm-hmm. But like, I want it to end too. Cause we all need some downtime. Yeah. Right. Like, but at the same time, like, then the downtime comes and it's Saturday and I'm like, hmm. I'm not well, loading up to Flambro. What's this? Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what to do now. If everyone, if every one of my friends could just have birthdays when it's not race season, that'd be great. Seriously, like, come on, your birthdays, your weddings, everything. just make them in the fall after 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 uh, Thanksgiving weekend. We're good. Yeah, like I I bet, like I promise, <laughs> now, I will not get married during race season. Like, no, I will not put my friends through that. <laughs> I always laugh. My dad literally had a friend ask him to be his best man or something like years back. But my dad was in contentions for a championship <sighs> and it was on a Saturday in race season. And my dad said, No, sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got stuff going on and I'm pretty sure that's where the friendship ended. Hey, you know what? It, it, it makes or break it makes or breaks you. It really does. I've lost it- a lot friends since being like hard into it, racing and yeah i'm not mad about it like i hope they're thriving like, yeah like i got my own thing going on you got your own thing i hope you're doing good yeah that's all that matters i guess i don't know that's life all right what do you yeah, you're. You know, that's the thing is like I got I got some great solid friends who back me no matter what, mm-hmm. and they're great people. They, you know, thank God. It's one of those things. Thank God we had an off weekend. Yeah. Um, my buddy celebrated his thirtieth birthday on Saturday, and of course, you know, he was at our he was at mine. Yeah. Um. So I can't miss his. As mm-hmm. one of those things, like. Thank God his was the 13th. And this year there was the there was no racing prior in that period. Yeah. So but I still would have gone anyways. I probably would have gone because I've known him 
grade nine first semester of high school. Yeah. So I've known him for about 15 years, <laughs> 15, 16 years. <laughs> That'd be a dick move. He's been there through for a lot mm-hmm. of crap with me. So, you know, I, I'd find a way to get to him. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I already messed up on his bachelor party oh. when he, when he was getting married in 2018. We ended up having a rain out and I and uh, I asked my sister to watch my kids for the night. And once we found out it was rained out, I ended up going back up to my sister's and taking care of my kids. Yeah. So I should have told her that I'm like, hey, like this was this was the plan. But I also didn't, of course, didn't want to put my sister into that uh, into that into that predicament. Right. Yeah. So. Oh. I think that's enough about us this week. What do you say we get in our guest this week? Yeah. Now let's bring in the crew chief from Cal Pro Motorsports. All right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, we are sitting down with, if I remember correctly, the crew chief, for the number 13, Cal Pro Motorsports. Now, what it, what, what bodies is it? Is it a Pontiac? Uh, it's a 1959 Pontiac. Um, if we're going to get technical, it is a Strato chief. Uh, but most people will know it as Bonneville. Okay. Uh, our was a, originally a Canadian car. It was originally a four door that we had uh, shortened up to to look a little better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much: it's probably one of the nicest looking cars on the Oscar Hot Rod series. And of course, joining us with us this week is Scott Provo, also known as Scooter. Uh, and how's it going, man? Uh, it's, it's going great. Um, you know, it was a tough break for fall velocity to get the rain out on, uh, on Sunday. Um, our team, we had a bit of troubles on Saturday, uh, but, um, with help from other teams and whatnot, we managed to pull some parts together and, and get things ready to go. Uh, if, if the green flag was going to drop on Sunday, but you know, just like the spring event, uh, mother nature had other plans for us. You know, that's always the difficult thing is when Mother Nature is like, you know what? I don't want you guys playing for two days in a row. That's <laughs> enough of you guys. Uh, you you guys have had a, that a couple times this year then, eh? Um, you just said the fall, the spring velocity got rained out. I also know well, Sobel got rained out. Spring didn't get rained out. Oh, sorry. We had the, the Derocho go through that weekend. Sorry, what? Uh, the spring event didn't get rained out. It was the oh. Derocho through. Um, and some... Uh, not ourselves included there was teams that had damage at home that we had to go home overnight to address and then come back and put the show on right 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 uh and then i also know Sobel got rained out yeah which yeah that that was disappointing that i feel bad because that's such a long haul <laughs> you know what it's it's not that bad uh but the disappointing part was is that the car was just a weapon out on the track it, it it was running really good that day uh we had it really dialed in and unfortunately we didn't even get into the heats yeah it's it, it's tough when stuff like that happens yeah um so first of all we want to get in here is uh one thing we always like to do is we like to figure out how people people we bring on here we want to figure out how they got involved into racing because to me, that is such a big aspect of, you know, some people have family history. Some people like myself are just, they kind of grew up with it in bits and pieces and then just start going to the track more often. How did yourself get into, the, into racing and motorsports in general? 
Um, well, uh, say that uh, both speaking on behalf of Brian well, as well, uh, we both grew up with fairly modest uh, childhoods. Um, him and I have been buddies since high school. Uh, we'd always been into cars and whatnot. Uh, we go out to local concession carts, uh, indoor karting, you know, and go out there and try and cut fast laps. Um, after away, after I went away to college, uh, I managed to get tied up with a Formula Ford outfit in the States, uh, which provided some opportunities for me to get behind the wheel and then become an instructor uh, with them. And I spent 12 years doing that um, in both Canada and the United States. And then um, about five years ago, we went out to Fall Velocity um, to go see Derek Henderson race, who's a former racer in the Hot Rod series. Um, and basically on the ride home, Ryan said, what are we doing? And I said, uh, I don't know, man. And he goes, we're not younger. Let's go racing. And I said, let's do it. And the next week we went out and bought a couple of old challenger cars and, uh, stripped those down and built the first car, which was that, uh, 68 Camaro that we had for the first two seasons. So previous to this, no experience in short track racing. Oh, wow. What now? What really drew you guys to the Oscar series? Um, it's always been regarded as a gentleman series. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with the Oscar hot rods, um, they're really more of your traditional 1960s, 1970s style stock cars. Uh, the bodies are ranging from 1948 to 1974. They're all steel body cars. And for the most part, they're, we'll say, a nice blend of limited late models and super stocks. Um, so it's an accessible uh, series to get into. And because it's more of a gentleman series, um, there's not too much beating and bashing like you would see in like the late models or the, or, or the super stocks. And that's what definitely helps it out a lot is that, you know, like you said yourself, it is a gentleman's, it is a gentleman series. It, it, and every one of you guys take care of each other as well on and off the track because you guys won't they're they're expensive cars at the end of the day. We it's not like we can run out to the local parts store and pick up pieces for these. Yeah. Uh, off off the track, uh, these guys have got to be one of the greatest group of guys you could ever ask to have around. Um, you've got you've got guys that have literally uh, a forest full of old cars out back so you know you can always find that extra little piece um but guys that have been some of these guys have been racing 50 years uh so the wealth of knowledge and experience that they're willing to share and help out with uh because the end of the day the series is more about putting on a show for the fans absolutely you know that that's the thing that's always drawn me to is is for being myself being very young i'm only 30 but like seeing these cars out there on the track, it's it brings you back to a time that was one much simpler. You know, it, the the handcraft of these cars are just absolutely beautiful. And like you just said it yourself, the the knowledge of the drivers and some of the drivers in that field was Bill Bill Zardo, big Bill Zardo, eighty years old, is is back yeah. out there racing. And he, and he's a rookie, yeah. And he's a rookie, like <laughs> that just blows my mind. First of all, like a guy who's won many many a championships back in the day, who is you know the head of Zardo Racing, 
is a rookie. And the, <laughs> to me, that's something you don't fathom. Right. And, and you know what, he's him and his team, they do, they do a great job every week. Um, they're coming out with that gorgeous uh, charger Daytona. Um, they're putting on a consistent show. And, uh, you know, I talked to Ryan after he goes door to door with big Z out there on the track. And he, and he says, the guy gives him all the room in the world and he'll come over and he'll have a laugh with you afterwards. It's great. So it, definitely with, you know, Bill being up there at 80, who's the youngest driver that's out there? Cause I want to understand this age gap. Um, if I'm going to guess it's probably Connor Ellis. Yep. And, uh, I, He's probably 20, if that. Jesus. Yeah. That's, uh, so that's, oh, that's, boy. He's also a rookie. Yeah. Uh, and him and uh, Big Z are only a couple of points apart from each other in, in the, uh, the Rookie of the Year championship. You know what? I don't care who wins that one. That's just – that's got to be a record for the largest gap in a rookie class ever. Absolutely. Like, like most guys are just relaxing at 60 and, you know, you guys got two, you know, you got a youngster and, and, and an old guy returning, but he's, he's no slouch either out there still from what I'm understanding. No, absolutely not. He's, uh, I, I, if I believe he's sixth or seventh in points right now, that's, that's I don't care. That's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, right, he's fifth. He's, he's fifth. fifth. In- wow. <laughs> We're, well, we're not here to talk about the remarkableness of Bill Zardo. That's that's for other that's for other topics. Um, but we want to get into more about Cow Pro Motorsports. Um, I've been seeing your guys' stuff on TikTok a lot. First of all, I got to applaud you guys. I love the way you guys are um, using social media to your advantage. Every time I see a video pop up, I'm like, "Hey, those, I, I know that track." Or I, to to me, it it helps you. It to me, it helps bring other people out to where you guys are and, and you never know what happened. And I want to know the background on some of those videos you guys make um, for my, because for myself, I, I know how hard it is to make some of those videos because uh, uh, it's just, it, they're, they're just difficult to make sometimes. Well, um, it's a bit of tooting my own horn. I, I've got a degree in uh, marketing. Um, so it, it comes by me naturally. Uh, I've always had a passion for filmmaking. I just never had the talent or the, or the look for it. Uh, <laughs> but when we started getting into this racing, the first three seasons, we really struggled, uh, out there. There was a lot of, um, we'll say animidity of out there that people didn't know who we were. Uh, so this year when we went into the effort for the season, um, I told Ryan, I said, we're going to scrap all of our old social media stuff. Uh, and we're starting from fresh. And I'm in charge of it. And we decided that focusing less on the actual racing and focusing more on the people behind the racing and the stories and the images and experiences that are going on off the track are what's really going to be able to engage with people. Uh, Because at the end of the day, you know what? It doesn't matter what series it is. If you want to watch cars go fast, you're going to get that opportunity. Uh, But finding out, the characters and, and what goes on in the background, that's that's really where the fun and excitement is. Um, what I find the Hot Rod series has struggled with is because we're a touring series, we don't have 
the same capture where it's the same audience week after week where we get that fan engagement. So I figure with the approach that I've got now is we're going to be reaching out to those audiences to not only be able to engage with them on a weekly basis online, but when we are rolling into their town, they're going to come out and see us. And, you know, we've, we've, I think we've done a fairly good job of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've tried to add a bit more humor into it. Uh, I figured uh, our motto in the shop is if we can't be fast, at least be funny. And, uh, you know, so far it's worked. I feel like that's a play on from red green there. If you can't, if, if a girl doesn't find you handsome, at least she can find you handy. But, <laughs> but I, I understand that adage though, of, you know, if, if you can't be fast, be funny. Cause it, to me, it's, it's people like yourselves who are able to use social media, go out there, talk to the people and try to hype up what, especially your series, because I, Sometimes it, it feels like we know Oscar and you instantly think modifieds. Right. Uh, there's sometimes I feel like people forget that the hot rods are a part of them. And, and sometimes it just need, they need that little extra help. And you guys have your own Facebook page, which helps because I'm a part of it. I see it. I see the camaraderie between everyone. And, you know, I, I to me, it's watching you guys and seeing how you guys use it and, and to help garner interest into the series, it's going to help that younger generation, I think. Well, the big, the big thing with the Oscar hot rods and a lot of people have sort of passed over is that for the majority of the season, we have been the largest touring series in the province. Uh, We've had as many as 28, 29 cars show up for a single event. Um, That's a lot more than the mods. That's, I think that's bigger than the largest legends field uh, that they've had this year. Um, consistently we're 22 to 26 cars at every event. Uh, so it's a great field that comes out and the variety that's out there. Um, I mean, not so much this year, but last year at Sobble, the first two rows were all AMCs. I don't think that's happened since 1974. <laughs> And but what really that brings that out is that people remember these race cars, uh, and the younger generation they may not remember those race cars, but they know they look cool as hell. They're not all the same cookie cutter designs. Yep. And with that differentiation, you know, it, it brings some fan favorites. You know, I'm not gonna lie, we like our Pontiacs. Hey, there to me, the Pontiac has got to be one of the most beautiful cars. I, I and I may be playing favoritism because to me that was my mom's last car she ever owned was a Pontiac Grand Am in 02. Mm-hmm. So I may be a little biased towards Pontiacs, just a, just a little bit. But whenever yeah. I see whenever I see that Pontiac logo, I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> Don't tell Ryan my favorite car is Rob Bromley's AMC job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you may not have a job after this one, then. I... <laughs> now, not only do you the, do you, do you do social media for Cal Pro Motorsports, you also are the crew chief, the man behind yeah. it, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're primarily a two man show. Um, sometimes we do get uh, some help from uh, our primary sponsor. He comes out and he'll come out and sling wrenches with us. Uh, but uh, generally, how our week is structured. Um, is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday nights. Ryan and I will be coordinating. We live about two hours apart from each other. Oh, we'll Jesus. Be, 
we'll be we'll be coordinating all the video footage we had captured, photographs, stuff like that, and figure out what stories we want to tell from it. Uh, we take tons and tons and tons of footage. Um, you know, I would say I, t I use more of the B-roll than anything else. Uh, we edit everything together and try and figure out when we're going to launch. And it's usually Wednesdays and Thursdays that we'll put out new content every week. Uh, but usually the writing goes on pretty much all the time. Uh, it could be three o'clock in the morning. I'll wake up and I'll have an idea and I'll send it to you. Like, is this funny? And, you know, we'll, we'll try and make it work. Uh, sometimes you try and make them a little more serious. Uh, you know, the, the, the promo for last week, uh, I really wanted to try and bring as much attention as I could to the fall velocity event, um, because it's a big one for us. Yep. Uh, and then Thursday nights, that's our shop night. Uh, we put the car across the scales, get everything dialed in, um, uh, go through the books and figure out where we're going and then get the car loaded up, uh, Friday. And then we're off to the races on Saturday. Now, first of all, for being a two-man team, I got to applaud you guys for living two hours <laughs> apart and still able to coordinate everything throughout a week. Because how many races do you guys run a year? It's got to be what, 18, 19-ish? 14, it, eight, 15 or 16 this year, I think. Yeah. Uh, last year wasn't bad. It was like seven. So. <laughs> yeah, the, obviously last year with the COVID restrictions lifting, it was easier yeah. to get back out there. Um now, the one question I do have, because I think you guys are the only series, well, the Panty started this year, I guess, but you guys have also been known to take to the dirt. We have. And uh, how has that been for you guys? And what do you guys have to learn to go to the dirt? That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> Ryan did phenomenal on the dirt last year. Um, this year we had the car set up even better. We, uh, did some consulting with, uh, Dan price. who raced the modified. He's a regular out there. Yeah. Uh, he him, uh, lent us a set of tires and then gave us some advice on setting up the car to make it work there. And, um, you know, even with a, a tired crate motor, we were able to pull out front. Um, the problem is his radio guy got a little too excited and couldn't keep calm and we had fallen out of the groove and um I, I i'm owning that one it's my fault <laughs> we, we ended up falling out we still finished seventh uh That's not bad it, it was great to lead the pack and uh you know if this thing with the hot rods doesn't work out i think ryan's gonna want to go dirt racing <laughs> he enjoyed it that much eh? out there um i wish i wish we got a, at least a second shot at the dirt this year uh, I'd love to see us maybe next year race at Ash Weekend. Who knows? Now, seeing those cars sling some dirt on the Ash Weekend surface may, ha may have to make <laughs> me come out and, and watch it. Because I, I don't live like five minutes away like Megan over here. <laughs> Megan lives like five minutes from, what is it, like <laughs> five, ten? I don't know how far it is. It's not yeah, far. Like ten minutes. <laughs> It's not far for her to go to Oshawa on a Friday night. For me, it's a haul. I got to do an hour and a half. And I think that would make me have to come out there. No matter what week it is, I'll have to. I'd have to go out there and catch Oshawa because, you know, and the, actually they do have a vintage modified series. They do. Yeah. So that would be cool to line up the two on a single night at Oshawa and have like a vintage night. I think that'd be pretty cool. 
Mm. Mm. Now you won't get none of our Canadian vintage modified boys who run the asphalt go there. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, but they have run on the dirt before. Right. Back in 2000, they ran on the dirt. Um, but anyways, uh, so you got, yeah, you guys have, for the most part, you guys have had a pretty good season. I would say. Uh, it's had, some, it's had some struggles. Uh, yeah. we've showed up, uh, we'll say ill prepared. Uh, this week we had, uh, some problems with the steering box, uh, during the practice and, and the heat races. Um, so we, we managed to get that swapped out on Sunday morning, uh, and then make the changes to the car accordingly. Um, but I would say we've had a fairly consistent season. Um, we're, we're kind of in a weird spot right now with the team, uh, where we're faster than the slow guys, but we're slower than the fast guys. And we're kind of in that no man's land right in the middle, like between seventh and 12th in yep. the pack. So it's, it's a weird spot to be. Um, but every week it makes us drive just a little bit quicker. Absolutely. What has been, uh, what's been your best race to date so far? Uh, I don't know. I don't even pay attention to that. I know, I know we had, <laughs> I think we had a fifth or a sixth this year. Um, and I know we had a couple of sevenths. Um, I think the second sunset and then Brighton, we had seventh place. Okay. So that's not bad. You guys are just outside the, the, the top five, which is, which is nothing to be slouched about. And like I said, I think I now I, okay. So this is gonna I'm changing gears here. <laughs> I gotta know. I I, just, I I jump everywhere. I'm sorry. I the one thing about me is I don't I don't sit here and I have like a show sheet in front of me like I really should. I just go off the cuff and just like oh, let's see what let's see what I think of next. Just <laughs> what no, no, I I've got cheat sheets here beside the desk. <laughs> I don't forget them. <laughs> You can even ask Megan here. I'm I'm probably the worst at planning on how we're gonna approach a guest, and I'm just like, let's just see what happens. All right, the entire time we're just let's just see what happens. Jump uh, around, jump around. <laughs> uh, I gotta know is where where did you guys get the idea for your paint scheme? So that car is a tribute to the smoky eunuch firecracker 400 or five for firecracker 500 car that was raced uh by fireball roberts um so that car is designed as a tribute now that car was raced under the number three the later smoky unit cars were number 13 uh but that's the theme we went with uh but it's the right you know the color swatches and everything it's all the right colors um, and that's what we went with, of course, because to fit the, the more modern chassis, um, the car is a little bit lower than the original. Hey, it, I, I, I was, I was almost pretty positive. It was, it was like a, the, the smoky Unic fireball Roberts kind of scheme, but I, I want to be a hundred percent sure before we, before I was like, Hey, so what, what made you think of this? Um, <laughs> So with everything that goes, so again, this is my brain just jumping around here. How long have you guys been racing in this, in, in the Oscar hot rod series? The, this is our fourth season. Fourth uh, season. The first we had uh, uh, a 68 Camaro that was okay. in of uh, derelict. Uh, it was the rat rod car. 
um, as a lot of people referred to it as. Um, that car actually is coming back. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, but that car has been resurrected and will be back uh, before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver picked it up and it will be remaking its debut this season. Do you know when? So we can keep uh, an eye out? I'm, I'm, he said maybe this weekend, but it's probably going to be, uh, it's probably going to be Peterborough. Yeah. So you guys have what, about two races left then? In so New we've year? got Delaware upcoming this weekend yep. and then Lambro for uh, Frost Fest on the yep. first and then uh, Autumn Colors at Peterborough. So three races left in the year. And yeah. where are you guys at in well, points right now? Her sunset may oh. have a and that's tentative so far, but we, we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, as long as I think as long as Frosttoberfest doesn't rain out, I think the weekend after, uh, <laughs> the, week, the weekend after Thanksgiving is probably the only opening that's left in the year. That's right. Yeah. Um, but we, I think, I think most of us know it, it's, you know, from Frosttoberfest, it's, it's either one day or the other that gets rained out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see on what Sunset decides to do. Um, so barring any any things here, let's say there's four events left, four feature mm-hmm. races left in the season. Um, what are some of the goals you guys have as a team to to finish out your year? Uh, well, we're still aiming for the top five. Um, we're our, our aggregate average finish is still going to potentially get us there. Um, as long as we can maintain the consistency. Uh, the fact that we got rained out at sunset probably helped us rather than hurt us uh, just because we were having so many difficulties on Saturday. I didn't know necessarily if we were going to recover from that. Um, it allows us to regroup and uh, we, we got great data at the two Delaware events earlier this year um, and Flamborough Ryan has run fairly decently and strongly there and Peterborough is his favorite track. Um, so we're, we're excited for those last three. Um, it also puts us in a good position that, you know, we're not that far off from, from Bill Zardo, uh, to, to get into that top five. Um, uh, I mean, he's a hell of a guy to try and catch, uh, but you know what? A lot can happen. There's a lot of racing still left and, um, you know, who knows Well, we may find that right ticket and, uh, and find the checkers. Absolutely. Now, this is the one thing that always gets me about the series, and I and I need to make sure this is correct. Is that in the in the Oscar Hot Rod series that you guys cannot run stickers tires? Correct. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. So we have a strict used tire rule, uh, and the tech team regularly comes out durometers them and measures the tread depths to ensure that nobody's using sticker tires. So. Now this is going to be a question. I'm, I'm illiterate to this to, to this series. I understand a few aspects of it. Um, so to me, so to everyone else, what makes it a used tire? Is it running two sets of hot laps? Is it running 150 laps on a set of tire? What what would count as it as a used tire? Mostly, you know, like the the molding nibs. And 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 the and the the mold release line. Yep. Once once those are worn away, it's generally considered a used tire. Okay. Uh, but that said, you you want a tire 
anyway that's already had call it 50 60 feature laps on it um so it's been heat cycled properly and that way it's going to give you a bit a bit better performance and longevity um and it's not a tire that you're going to overheat too quickly because it's too soft um you know even though we only run a 30 lap feature i mean it's it's not uncommon for guys to burn that right rear tire off oh wow um so now this is this is gonna be my next question is where do you guys get your tires from if you guys can't go to a place like grisdale's to buy you know a set of tires you guys how how do you guys do that uh so when when grisdale's is at some of the bigger events um quite often they do set aside the used tires from like the apc and and the mod series uh and then supply them to the hot rod teams um you know very minimal cost Uh, because we race with the oscar modifieds uh, many of the teams are getting their tires from the modified teams. Okay, so that's always, that always made me wonder is like how how that would work because in, in competitiveness usually once the tires gone gone they'll just toss it to the side or or whatever. But it's good to hear that you guys are able to access tires. It seems pretty easily. Uh, well, this year it's been a little more challenging. Uh, yeah. Because- of the american racers um teams are you know a team that last year would be running sticker tires every event uh or every second event they're running them three or four events just because they don't have inventory yeah um so it's it it hasn't been the greatest this year um but in previous years it's it's been you know it's like okay i have enough tires (laughs) actually that was gonna be my next question because realizing like that because of the tire shortage, I wasn't. I was actually curious also if it was going to trickle down to you guys, and, and it it definitely has. It seems like uh, most of the tires that we're running this year uh, have been two years old, three years old. Good God, that's just... mm. now. Is, so it's the uh, is it the eight inch slicks that you guys have to run, or is it? Uh... We're, we're running. Sorry. We're running the ten inch American racers. Okay, the ten inch. Okay, yeah. See, I just I I always want to make sure I have the correct information so I don't sound like an asshole or an idiot up here. <laughs> that, that's the worst thing is when you're just like, oh yeah, this is what you and you're just like, no, that that's that's not it. I'd rather <laughs> you tell me that. <laughs> make it make it make it sound like a question so I don't sound, look like a complete idiot up here. Um, <laughs> that's always the fun part. Anyways, um, with the with the series. You guys go to, man, you guys go to, to essentially every single asphalt track and as well as make that trip out to Brighton each year. Um, what's the what's the farthest distance for you guys to to hit up a track? Uh, Sobble is definitely the furthest for us. Uh, the team's based out of Port Perry. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a good, solid four, four and a half hour drive without any stops. So it's it's a bit of a haul. I was about to say, I'm like, yeah, that I, I feel like Sobble's for the long haul for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a haul. I it reminds me of the days I used to go to Delaware Speedway on Friday nights. Um, I'm from I'm from Brampton area, just north of Brampton. Okay. So I would get picked up in Guelph at about three o'clock in the afternoon, or about like two, sorry, two o'clock, two o'clock, to go down to be at for gates opening at like five o'clock down in Delaware. 
Oh, wow. Uh, long days. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Where are we going here? Uh, why don't we jump into our fan question period here? Okay. Megan, uh, so as, as you saw earlier today, we, we had a put out there that you were going to be our guest tonight on the show. We put out there on Facebook that we we're going to have you on, and uh, we got some questions for you. You ready to answer them? Absolutely. All right, Megan, fire them away. Okay. William underscore Trillium said, what made you choose the number? Uh, well, it was uh, Ryan's number when he played hockey. Um, his brother uh, wore the number 12, uh, and that was the number that was on his Camaro. Um, unfortunately, Ryan lost his elder brother uh, to cancer um, the year before we started racing. Uh, and that was one of the major inspirations for him to actually want to start racing um, because you never know what life is going to throw you. Mm -hmm. So he wore the, he put the number 12 on his Camaro. We raced that for two years. And, uh, when we moved up to this Pontiac, it was, uh, it was going to take the number 13. Nice. And Reeser, is it Reeser racing? Reeser racing. Said, where did the game cow pro motorsports come from? Uh, well, this, um, this was the result of tens of thousands of dollars of market research. Hmm. Um, full study. I mean, we had university students all over the world collaborating on this. Uh, and basically what we did is uh, we ended up combining Ryan's last name and my last name. And um, yeah, it seems like a lot of money spent. <laughs> All right, those are our fan mm -hmm. question periods yeah. this week. We want to thank everyone for submitting their questions. And as always, make sure you guys check out when we drop our uh, drop the guest of the week on Sundays on Facebook, Instagram. And uh, don't be afraid to drop your uh, questions in there. We'll, we'll get them added to the, to the list. And as always, we want to thank Scott here for answering those questions for us. Um, now, as we come into the last little bit of our show here, uh, where so we talked we talked about a bunch of things tonight. Uh what are your guys' plans for the off season and for 2023? The off season. Uh I am gonna have a nap. That is the first as soon as we are done, I am having a nap. Uh <laughs> what we're gonna be doing is uh the, the, the Pontiac is gonna need some love. Um she's uh she's gonna get stripped down and repainted, cleaned up. Uh, but the main thing that we're going to be working on is a motor program this year. Uh, the Oscar hot rods are unique in that they allow a blend of crate motors as well as built motors. Um, we found that we're at the limit of what we can do with the crate motor. Uh, we're, and we're likely going to be moving towards a built motor program. Um, so we are going to be doing that. There's a little rumor going around that we may be putting a second car together. Um it's not like we don't have a chassis and a body there ready. Um, so there's a rumor of that going around uh, that, uh, so that, that, that may be something to look for. Well, that's, first of all, I think everyone's idea of after the race season, the first thing they're going to do is have a nap. <laughs> Cause let's be honest here. The race season is a long one, but it's also enjoyable. 
and especially when you're on the right people. So I think a nap is always in order once once we're done race season. Um, second of all, uh, now if considering you didn't really confirm nor deny those rumors, <laughs> what would the number be on the car if said car was running? Well, you thirteen. They're going to draw a thirty-one. Okay. Uh, well, it sounds like you're going to have a busy off season by making sure that car gets uh, the the Pontiac gets some loving. Uh, we do want to. Th- so before we do anything else here, we want to thank you for jumping on with us this week. It was great getting to know you and talking with you and finding out a lot more about Cow Pro Motorsports. Cause I've, I like I said, I seen on TikTok, and that's how we got him. Is because I just messaged him on TikTok. I was like, "Hey, you want to come on as guests?" <laughs> <laughs> and and he agreed to do this. So I mean, hey, here we are. Um, and that's one thing for a lot of the teams out there. Um, the the new age social media, the TikTok, the Instagram, um, just what the algorithms could do for you. Um, so for those teams that are out there and really trying to, to build the awareness, um, take the time to invest in it and learn from it. Um, start following all the race teams that are out there. Uh, and what you're going to find is, is which content works, which content doesn't work. Uh, but the analytics from it are just incredible. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the thing is like, I, I think I run four different accounts. I <laughs> I think four or five different accounts. So you, you can imagine I'm getting the analytics at the woo for, <laughs> for That's so it. many different things. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely unreal. Um, but you're right though. Social media can do so much for you. If you understand the numbers, if you understand the algorithm, if you understand what works and what doesn't work. And I'm still learning, especially for my own personal Joe media page on, on TikTok. I'm still learning what content works, what doesn't. And I think we're going to be hitting a stride here soon with some good stuff. Um, as well as, you know, Meg- Megan's Megan does pre- a lot of good social media work as well. Um, you know, and it, and it works. It, that's If you understand what you're doing, it, it works. Um, so we were supposed to have Brian on with us this week. We were supposed to have both Scott and Brian on. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Ryan was unable to make it as he had to work tonight, but we're so thankful to have you on to talk to, talk to you about Cal Pro Motorsports and, uh, definitely going to have to bring you guys back on so we can actually talk to Ryan and, uh, get his feelings, get talk to him and, and just have another great conversation like this. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you inviting us. Uh, is there anyone you want to thank here? Thank throughout that's gotten you through the season. Oh, well, I, I first want to thank the fans. Um, it's been incredible the support uh, that we've gotten this year, uh, the reception that we're getting both online and in person. Um, it's it's just been incredible. Um, I'd like to thank CalPro's primary sponsors, uh, KCM Metals. Uh, there's my note fell down. KCM Metals, <laughs> ThinkPath Designs. Uh, and Powder King Customs, uh, who have really come through uh, and provided us with uh, just, you know, incredible support. You know, when they're coming out and they're helping us wrench on the car uh, on a weekend, it's it's just amazing uh, to see. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to, to support local businesses. That's awesome. 
Uh, is there anyone else you guys want to thank for helping getting you through the season? Anyone else? Like anyone else? Please feel free. Well, I, Let us know your social media as well. I got. I got to thank. I got to thank the uh, the whole uh, Oscar team, uh, Dave Gameforce, week in week out, uh, and and the crew of, of of mostly volunteers come out and help us put on a show uh, week in week out. Uh, and then the guys in the garage and, and on the track. Um, I mean, every week we park with uh, Gary Hanna and uh, who drives the, uh, the, the, the purple, sorry, plum crazy dart. Uh, mm-hmm. John Walker, who has either the, the 57 Nomad or the 55 Chevy. Um, you know, we're always parked with them week in, week out. And they're just, you know, amongst the greatest group of guys, you know, I can, I can shoot them a text at 1130 at night and saying, Hey, I, I'm missing a fitting for something. Can you help me out? You know, he'll tell me, come by the shop. I'll be there. So that's it's, awesome. It's, guys are, have been such a help this season. That's always good to hear. Um, oh, we want to definitely want to, like I said, we want to thank you for jumping on with us this week. Uh, we're going to have to get you guys back on either sometime over the off season or sometime next year and uh, get Ryan in. Cause I feel like we need the two of you guys to, uh, <laughs> get on here and, and, and we'll get you guys, like I said, we're going to get you back into the rotation, get you guys back on here. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for jumping on with us this week. And it's a pleasure time with you. Thank you again. All right. We'll catch you later. Okay. Have a great night. All right. Bye now. Cheers. All right, guys, that was Scott Provo of cow pro motorsports. We want to thank him for jumping on with us this week as we do all our guests each week. Um, I didn't realize this is this is on I learn and like people can call me ignorant all I want. I don't I don't understand the Oscar series some sometimes, but mm-hmm. I'm glad we had him on to help clarify some things like that tire. Rule. I understood they had to use use tires. Yeah, but I had I didn't understand if like what was considered used. Which is reasonable. I honestly didn't know either like. Yeah, because just assume that they buy new tires and they go out and and they run practice laps and that, on, yeah on practice yeah and like I I wouldn't know no and that and like you would think they'd start off like a the day with a brand new right rear or something yeah and then because by the time practice is done it's technically got a heat couple heat sessions into it mm-hmm. right so I'm glad to have someone like himself come on. And especially explain that rule because mm-hmm. especially with this year, because I think they're also in the series that has, they're only allowed to test twice. Right. I think they're only allowed to test twice as well. So I think it was great to see that they like to understand how they acquire tires. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, that, and that makes a lot more sense to me. It um, does. So if you guys want to check out the Oscar Hot Rod series next time they're in action, will be the will be this Saturday, September 24th at Delaware Speedway. Um, you're gonna be able to catch all the action on G Force. Yeah, because it's a uh, championship night for the APC United Late Model Series, and the uh, modifieds and the hot rods will be there. But on Saturday or on the Friday? Saturday. Oh, okay. I th- oh now I feel like I'm gonna be an asshole here. I just Uh-oh. wondered because you said Saturday and I'm like that make like I'm just used to them being Fridays. Well, let's find out because I 
I think because it's three days of action this weekend. I know the super stocks. Um, let's see here. The super stocks run. Uh, so here we go. Here we go. This sad this Friday, September twenty third. It's a great Canadian race weekend. Quick week super stock series championship, which was fifty laps. V eight stock championship twenty five laps, and the bone stock championship will also be twenty five laps. Saturday will be the EPC Late Model Series Championship as well as the Oscar Open Wheel Modifieds in the Oscar Hot Rod Series. Okay. And then Saturday, Sunday, sorry, will be the NASCAR Pinty Series Championship with the King of the Hill Nationals. Ooh. Yeah. The Nationals for King of the Hill? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> the Learn something new every day. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking here, man. That's that, that may look like fun too. Because I can admit I've just been too involved with pure stocks that I don't I don't pay attention to what's going on much outside of it. To be honest, we you need to get out. I do like my god. Like you need to get out there. Come on now, right? How about this? Like even next weekend, they're still going, eh? Next weekend, they have the Monster Truck Throwdown hmm. featuring Monster Truck Superstars, Freestyle Motocross, Pit Party, and much more. And it's a two-day two day event, Friday and Saturday. And then the following at weekend at Delaware, then the following weekend on October 8th, uh, they have the Pumpkin Smasher Enduro. Event Ooh. begins at three o'clock and also includes the demolition derby. Nice. Yeah, that seems like it'd be pretty fun. There's so much going on at the end of the season. It's just I know, right? Like I don't know where to go. How about this? I mean, flame, bro. So I, I, I already feel bad because you know you want to know something. This Thursday, at five thirty, at five five that day, at five thirty. <laughs> There's a freaking concert happening at Delaware Speedway. Hmm. And you want to know who includes? Because yeah. I'm pissed. I forgot about this. <laughs> the James Barker Band. Oh. The Recklaws. Oh. And Gord Bamford. Okay, that would be cool. And I'm thinking, like, I even tell Jacqueline a while ago, I was saying, like, let's go to that. Mm. And I completely forgot. See, that would be so cool because, like, I've never been to a concert. Fun fact. Really? So, like, to go to one at a racetrack, yeah, it would be so cool. Last year looked pretty cool. I've seen, like, I saw pictures of it. But the fact that they're able to set up a stage. Yeah. Perform an amazing, like, I, I need to see a time lapse of this. That'd be so, really like, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to clip this. I'm gonna put up on TikTok and YouTube or <laughs> Facebook. Someone needs to get out there, put a camera up 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 on the spotter's perch, and do 24 hour time lapse. Mm-hmm. I I want to see I, over 24 hours. I want to see from when the con- when the stage starts going up to when racing starts. That'd be cool. I want to see that process, even if it's a time lapse. Mm-hmm. So, Rogers TV, G4, no G4s, G4s, 
please give me what I want. <laughs> I just want a time lapse. I don't know what it. No, have you? People always love the transitions people can do on on TikTok. Yeah, like you know when you just flash in front of the camera, and the next year you, you transition to something else. My, I don't know what it is. My transitions is from like watching sports stadiums to go from hockey to basketball or like basketball to concert then back to hockey and i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but there's something magical about how it's done it's cool and people can call me crazy all they want call me (laughs) crazy but it's magical we also have our own interests so it is what it is i just i I want someone to invite me somewhere where i can just sit and watch a transition (laughs) John, come watch this. <laughs> I would. Do, I would. <laughs> if someone, if like someone from MLSE or like Skydome or whatever, was like, "Hey, listen, we want to sit you in a spot, and you can watch this in real life," I'd be down. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it just mesmerizes me. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. It's like art. Yeah. Like I get that they put the padding on top of the ice so that we don't have to melt the ice and then remake the ice. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But it's still having to transition the stadium itself or a facility Mm. to make it look like what it is. Like that to me, that makes it better. I don't know why, but. (sighs) I get that. I I, I could just watch them all day. (laughs) Like. The, the one okay so dead ass there's one transition i have yet to see and i want to see it and it's because like i don't think a lot of people probably knew about it or or understood the information of it at the time mm-hmm. but i would love to see a time lapse of what the sky dome did to make a indoor stadium into a basketball stadium so, you know the Sky Dome, how it's it's meant for baseball, right? Yeah. Okay, so I understood how the transition worked for, from baseball to football. Because yeah. the seats rotate. I understood that. That's that's easy to understand. But what my brain doesn't comprehend is how come there are seats that magically appeared on one half of the stadium <laughs> and how they were able to hang the scoreboard over the, over the center of it. I want to understand where it went, how it like it just boggles mm-hmm. my mind. And I was in, I, I did um being a little kid in Mississauga, I got the opportunity to go sing Oh Canada and the Star Spangled Star Spangled Banner at a Blue Jays game. Yeah. And they took us on a tour of like of the underground of the Skydome. Hmm. I got to go inside the Toronto Raptors change room when they played in when they played in the sky dome for their inaugural season i thought you were gonna say when they were changing I'm like that's weird <laughs> that's weird because that's a blue jays game that's <laughs> why are they changing out a blue jays game that's just weird but they played from 95 to like i don't know i think 96 or something like that or, or up to when they moved into um the acc but they played in the sky dome for a couple mm-hmm. years at least a couple years. And I get it. It's the off season for the Blue Jays. I get that. I understand this, but I yeah. need to know why they would transition this much or what, what they had to do. If they just left it, if they, it just eats me. Cause I'm, yeah, 
I don't know what it is. It's just something like that eats me alive and it just frustrates me. I know I just went on a rant. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> but sometimes there's something beautiful that comes along in your life. And to me, those transitions are beautiful. Okay. It's art. I've always wanted to work on a career like that. I don't know why. It's, just, it's like cool. a dream job. Like I, I would just love to make a transition happen in, a, in an arena. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just call me crazy. I really, I. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. Um, I'm sorry, everyone, for going on that long ass rant. Anyways, uh, this weekend, I said at the beginning of the show is championship weekend for what? One, two, three, four, five, five series championships get great crown this weekend at Delaware Speedway. Uh, Three more get crowned at Flamborough Speedway this Saturday. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, Scott Tinelli. I'm so sorry, buddy. I meant to bring this up earlier. Um, this Saturday, it is Flamborough Machine Shop Night at Flamborough Speedway for the Young Drivers Canadian Modifieds. And at intermission, intermission, we will be doing an event for Change for Change. It is a mental health initiative started by driver the number 14 uh, in, the C- in the CVM, Scott Tinelli. Oh, excuse me. Um, on Saturday night at intermission, we will be dressing some CVMs up in some bright colored cars and some, uh, glow sticks, hopefully some, uh, lights and stuff like that. And we're going to drive a few laps around and Scott Tonelli is going to talk about change for change. Um, we are going to have some volunteers up in the stands, uh, collecting donations for change for change. Uh, Scott has the opportunity this year to buy a bed for a grand river hospital. He's got a guest coming to the track Saturday. Um, as well, uh, it, anyone who wants to join, if you stay, first of all, if you say this late, thank you. Um, <laughs> if you're a pure stock, mini stock CVM, anyone who's racing Saturday night at Flamborough speedway, and you would like to be a part of this, please feel free. You are was, more than welcome to. I was just gonna ask that if we're allowed to identify as a CVM for the night because, like, we've already dug out decorations. <laughs> you are more <laughs> than welcome to join. Uh, I'm going to be putting it out on Facebook on the Canadian Vision Modifieds Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, asking for car numbers. We need, um, we need to have a rough idea of how many cars we're going to have, uh, for the event. I'm hoping we probably have about I'm hoping anywhere above 15 cars. I would love to see a minimum of 15 cars get on the track and help support um, this awesome cause. It is going to go to, like I said, the money is going to go directly to Grand River Hospital is going to go directly towards um, the purchase of a bet. That mm-hmm. Scott is hoping to collect. Uh, and if anyone who doesn't know what change for change is, Scott Tinelli does this amazing light show at his house. I think it's going to start near the end of September or near the end of November, sorry, beginning of December. And it's going to run until January 1st, I believe, or just after after New Year's. Um, and the money donated goes directly to the Grand River Hospital to help buy supplies for the hospital. 
It doesn't go to anyone else's pocket, which is awesome. It goes directly to the hospital in into um, stuff that they need for the mental health division at Grand River Hospital. Um, we are going to hear about Scott's story on Saturday night, I believe. Um, Scott, if I put you on the spot, I'm sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> we got to thank Rob Twitchit for bringing this up. And currently Rob's in California right now. So, Rob, you better get your butt back here and get that card ready. <laughs> um, vacation's over, buddy. You got to get back here. Um, <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> chop, chop. Let's go. I get you were at Chip Foose's place today, but <laughs> bring some of that trick stuff up here and get your card ready. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it should be a good night. should be a great night. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to jump on, jump on in, you guys are more than welcome to come on out. Um, Megan, get your dad out there. I'm sure he'd be, I'm sure he's going to, you guys are going to, like you said, you guys are going to identify as a CVM. Um, (laughs) Anyone, like I said, anyone who's in, anyone who's at the track who wants to bring your car out, bring, put some glow sticks on it, put some lights, find a battery convert. I don't know what you guys are going to (laughs) do, but I really kind of hope someone comes up with like a spinning Santa. I don't know why. I just want that spinning Santa on top of the car. Hopefully, so, see if someone oh. finds one. <laughs> I think it'd be funny just seeing like a spinning sand on top of a car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that we got we we got a great night of racing ahead. We are going to crown our champion that night. Um, I don't want the season to end, but like I'm looking forward to it a little bit. I need to relax. I need to relax. Literally, just to have that those weekends off, like. Like we didn't even run a full season, and it's been busy. Like, jeez, Louise. Oh yeah. Well, at least we're gonna have a nice long off season. We're gonna have a banquet this year. I'm so excited about. We got a banquet. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be great to see. Um, I gotta get the details on that. Um, Do the CBM drivers go to the same one as all like as all of Flambro, or do you guys have your own? You know what? Here's the thing. I don't know what we're planning this year. <laughs> so I, heard, cool? I heard before. something like November 12th or something like that, but I, I got to confirm with some guys. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I heard something about November 12th. We need to get up on the website. I don't know why. No one's actually told me. <laughs> so I'm left in the dark here. I'm good. So we'll find out. I'm going to find out this week. And see what the plan is. Um, and I feel bad if someone left me out because that's just that's that's upsetting. <laughs> I don't want to be left out. Just leave the media media guy out. Yeah, just leave the media guy out. Like no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> um other than that, Megan, any got anything else? Are you gonna be you're gonna be at Flame Rose with this Saturday, right? Yes. All right. Oh, we got one more go go around at the track this year. You guys going to Frostoberfest or no? Um, or is that up in the air? I think it's up in the air. It it's been talked about, but we don't typically do Frostoberfest. Yeah, or any specials? Not quite yet, at least. We're still trying to get the car tuned up the way we want it, and it's not quite the way we want it. So, might be there to just watch. Yeah, I don't know. Car will be there. 
Well, if you're there on Sunday, might need some help. I because we got I'm not announcing anything. <laughs> but there may be something in the works. I still want to do my TikTok video, but nobody wants to freaking do it with me. We're doing it on the second. I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> we we'll figure it out, okay? <laughs> Sunday, October 2nd at Flamborough Speedway. <laughs> Come join the next TikTok revolution with Megan Mitchell. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why, but to me in my ears, that just sounded like really like a radio professional. It did. Not, not, it was like a little a, weird. It was a little weird? Yeah, like it was a little weird how accurate it was. Now I'm going to have to cut that out and see what happens. Because <laughs> Have you ever wanted to be the next TikTok viral video? Well, here's your <laughs> chance. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna have to listen to that because I don't. To me, it sounds like it's professional, but I now I'm gonna have to actually listen to it and see. <laughs> oh man, we are. I'm sorry to everyone who's uh, who's listening at this point because I'm just off the rails. <laughs> Megan, how about you take us home before I say something I regret? Oh boy! All right. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the true north racing podcast um you can find us on apple google spotify youtube is that it for the yeah. podcast part of it okay you want your social medias on there too you, you, gotta, you gotta drop the socials all right i gave you the the outline here i know but i don't have it in front of me hold on <laughs> hold on restart restart okay let's try this again Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the True North Racing Podcast. Stay up to date on everything going on by following Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to keep up to date on all the latest content. Dude, you don't even have the... (laughs) okay you can find these episodes on google apple spotify and youtube for john morrison i'm megan mitchell see you guys next week bye guys peace out